My name is Joe Batanta. I live in Los Angeles. Mike Lawson lives in Oakland. And every week we got together. Oh, and we were, we were, we've been friends for over 20 years. And every week for over eight years, we got together. No, over seven years, we got together and we caught up. And now we are presenting a series uh, for this holiday hiatus. Hiatus. Why can't I talk today? That is the best of catching up. Now, I want to give a caveat here. This is not the best of of catching up as determined by me. It is not the best of catching up as determined by Mike. It is not even the best of catching up as determined by a survey of the audience. This is the best of catching up as determined by one person, a listener named Drew Brooks, who has been doing this amazing project where he goes through and he picks his favorite moments throughout the run of the show. And he's been cataloging them over on Discord in the Under the Hood channel. And uh, so I was originally going to call this series Drew Brooks Presents the Best of Catching Up. But I figured you guys wouldn't give it the chance. But really, that this is Drew Brooks Presents the Best of Catching Up. Now, by the way, you may disagree with some of his choices. You may agree with his choices. Uh, I would highly recommend uh, to go over to the Discord channel Go to, or go to the Discord server, Afterthought Media's Discord server. Go to the Catching Up channel on Afterthought Media's Discord server and share your favorite moments from Catching Up. Maybe, maybe Drew might put them in an episode. It's up to Drew. He did, I literally have done nothing. I've literally, I haven't even listened to them, to be honest with you. I've pulled the clips. I've come, I've put them together. I've tried to make the audio a little better than when they originally aired. And that's what we have here. So, uh, all right. So enjoy what you listen to. And uh, here it is. Uh, volume one of the best of Catching Up. Hi, Joey. Maybe far away <laughs> or preferably real nearby. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris and his husband Want to adopt a 30-something-year-old guy. <laughs> Did you write this one out? Maybe in a <laughs> house, perhaps in Beverly Hills. He's sitting playing piano. He's sitting paying my bills. <laughs> Is it over yet? Betcha they're young. <laughs> Betcha they're smart. Betcha they buy all the things in my Amazon cart. Betcha they're good. Why shouldn't they be? Their big mistake has been ignoring me. Now are you done? So maybe now it's time. And maybe when they wake, I'll be standing by their bedside calling them baby. <laughs> now are you done? <laughs> now I'm done. Okay, so get this. This is going to be, I'm not joking. If we do a highlight reel of our show, 
you can't write an episode for the highlight reel. I'm telling you, buckle your fucking seatbelt in for this one. Okay. So my friend Melissa got married. And for a number of reasons, her father couldn't make it out to walk her down the aisle. So I had the honor and the privilege to walk her down the aisle. Were you the first person she asked, or was there a series of people that said no? Well, I assume I'm the first person she asked. (laughs) She didn't say, Joe, I've asked 20 people, and they said no. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm just saying that because, like, you would think maybe uncle or something would come first. Like, she she's known you a long time, but not as long as, like, I don't know, her mother's brother or something like that. Her mother, her mother has passed away and her mother only had sisters that she didn't know growing up. Okay. Okay. So I had the distinct honor and the privilege to walk my friend Melissa down the aisle. So of course I'm annoyed that I have to show up to the goddamn rehearsal on a Thursday and it's like an hour away. But I go and I talk to some of the people, one of them being a priest named Father Steve. And he's the guy officiating the wedding. Okay. Catholic priest officiating the wedding. Was he hot? Um, he wasn't ugly. He wasn't my type. He's about 50, uh, shaved head, goatee, uh, with, with in shape, really good shape, but just not my type. Okay. Okay. So whatever. I, t- I he doesn't care about me. I don't care about him. We say hi and bye at the rehearsal, whatever. So now it's the next day. It's the wedding day. I show up early like I'm supposed to. Now, Father Steve's all chatty with me, chatting me up, okay? And I'm like, what the heck? This guy is really super like interested in like where I grew up and where do I live now and what do I do and how do I know Melissa? Mr. Chatty. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? So I walk her down the aisle. We've rehearsed this. I approach her soon-to-be husband, Pat. And here's what's funny. The whole time I've been so flippant about it, as soon as I, they were standing in front of each other, I got really choked up. I got mm. tear, I got teary eyed. But then my moment of truth came. The priest says, Father Steve says, who gives this bride away? I say, her gay Mexican friend. <laughs> Everybody laughs, right? Okay. Ceremony goes on. It's great. Okay. You don't think she was upset by that? Was no. she thrown off or? No, no, she knew I was going to do it. We planned it. Oh. Yeah, this was all planned. Okay. In fact, it's important because she tells the priest this. To he, They weren't going to do that. She has to tell the priest to ask me this. Okay? Oh, okay, okay. So he knows now that I'm going to say this. So now it's the reception. And everything's going as planned. And then it's time for Pat and Melissa to do the first dance. Okay? So okay. as a jo- as a joke, my friend and I... We decide we're two men. We had to dance on the dance floor. We think that's funny. And my friend Mercedes says, hey, you guys are leaving two beautiful women at the table because Shannon and another girl, Retta, are sitting at the table. So we're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And we go get them. And Retta's like, girl, I cannot dance right now. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. The reason I mention this is Father Steve walks up to me and he goes, I'll dance with you. What? Yes. What? So then Father Steve takes me out of the dance floor, right? Joey, this is your fifth grade dream come true, getting molested by a priest. Yes, I know. 
I'm so excited. So then we go out on the dance floor and we're slow dancing on the dance floor and everybody is like, like staring at us, right? And I'm telling you, he's not even being like funny, haha, laughing. He's like looking at me and talking to me and like, oh, and like being all, I'm like dreamy in my eyes, right? Like fixing your hair, putting it behind your ear. Definitely hold me close to him. And I think I kind of felt a boner against my leg. Joe! I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Father Steve, my God. Right? Okay, so then I'm like, what is going on? This is so weird, right? So then, okay, now time passes, wedding goes on, who cares, right? It's getting late now. And I'm sitting there talking to Retta. Father Steve walks up to me. He goes, Joe, I'm going. What? Like he wants you to walk him to his car or something? I don't know. And I go, okay, well, bye, Father Steve. He's from New York. And so I knew that. He, he was visiting from New York just to do this wedding. So he has a hotel room. He has a hotel room. He goes, I'm going back to my hotel. And I was like, okay, bye. Did he give you the room number? No, he gave me a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did? <laughs> Joe, on the mouth. On the mouth, and Retta is like, wah. <laughs> I don't believe it. This is a true story. <laughs> I really don't believe it. Retta is this hilarious fat black comedian, and just looking at her being like, <laughs> girl, what just happened right now? Did the pre-? And he's dressed like as a monk and stuff like that. Wait, as a monk? Like brown robe? Well, at the wedding he was. At the wedding he was. I made the joke that I wanted to take him to the Abbey because he's the only one that should really belong there. So. <laughs> he probably would have went with you. I Now I know, right? And he kissed me on the mouth and he left, right? And this is where I'm going to make a very important announcement. Okay. You're going to love this. Mike, I am officially the worst fucking gay guy ever. What did you do? Well, there's, there's this priest that pretty much wants to fuck me, and I did nothing. What's wrong with that, Joey? He's married to God. You would be cheating on God. Here's the deal. Plus, 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 you weren't attracted. Why would you do that? Because here's the deal. He was attractive enough for me to get hard for him, okay? He just wasn't my type. But to be able to say I fucked a priest, that is That would be like, pretty good. <laughs> that's a, like, that would be on par with like fucking twins. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, to say I fucked a priest. Ugh, what is wrong with me? So the next day, I'm kicking myself the whole night. I did beat off to it that night. <laughs> of course. The next day, I call Melissa and she says, she goes, what happened with you and Father Steve? And oh, I go, wow. what are you talking about? I didn't know she knew. She goes, I don't know. All morning, Father Steve was asking, where's Joe? Where's Joe? <laughs> and she was going to, she got the idea and she was going to bring him over to my house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I got to go back to New York. And then the husband told me that Father Steve had already left the priesthood before to like live with a man for years and then went back to the priesthood. Oh, 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 oh. I'm telling you, I'm flying to New York and I'm fucking that priest. What if he leaves the priesthood though? He's like has sex with you and then you like ruin it for him so then I'll be like sorry I became a priest I can't have you, fuck you you could say you fucked the god out of somebody uh girl I would that would have what the 
fuck is the matter with me? How many people can say they could fuck a priest? And I turned it down. Since the wedding, you and I have talked like three or four times. And I know. I bit my tongue every time to say how was the wedding because I, I really wanted to know. And I intentionally but, didn't tell you so that we could tell you on the podcast. That was wonderful. That was a really good story. I have a story to tell you that I don't know if you're going to actually believe. It was too crazy. So, well, I was going to tell you – I went to karaoke last week. I was going to tell you that story. But then on Friday, something even stupider happened. I went to – so I live like a – Around the corner is this gay bar, and I I go there, you know, maybe five or six times a month. So frequently, but not like every day. Uh, so I went there and got drunk, and my roommates were there. We danced. We had fun. Um, slowly, all of my roommates went home. I live so close, we walk. So all of my roommates come home. I'm still there. I'm dancing, and I'm still getting drunk. And I started Wait, dancing. how did you get there? We walked there. It's so close. Oh, okay. okay I'm drinking with... I mean, a few people that I've met before, but then there's this guy named Dale that shows up and he's like dancing with me. He's about my age and he's attractive, but not like, I don't know. I wouldn't kick him out of bed, I guess, is the way you would say it. Wait, his name's Dale. So what's wrong with that? It's a gross name. <laughs> I don't think it's that gross. But anyway, dancing. You would date someone named, this is my boyfriend, Dale. You would go around saying that. I never said that he would be my boyfriend. No, but no, but, but, but I, I project into the future. So I would be like, Oh, Oh, hey, mom and dad. It's my boyfriend, Dale. I don't think Dale's a bad name. Bad name. Terrible name. Go ahead. So we're drinking, dancing, whatever. And maybe around like 1230, I was like pretty, pretty wasted. Like I should uh-huh. go home before I pass out. And Dale's like, well, I'm going to go sleep in my car because I can't drive home. Oh, no. I know. Oh, God. And it's cold out, and I'm like... He's probably not even gay. (laughs) I'm not even joking. He's probably not even gay. Go ahead. No, I'm pretty sure he was. But it's like, what do you say? Do you say, like, okay, why don't you go sleep in your car? See you later? Yes. I know. I should have. Oh, no. No, Mike. (laughs) No, you didn't do this. No, it didn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, like, two blocks away. Why don't you just walk home and sleep, whatever? But, like... I made it very clear, like, I think I'm ready to just go to sleep. So mm-hmm. we we come up to my room and I we Wait, get in is, bed. Is he, is he hot? Oh, that's right. You wouldn't kick him out of bed. I wouldn't okay, kick yeah. him out of bed. Okay. And, go ahead. But, like, I'm not going to actively pursue this either. Is he Filipino? No, he's white, actually. Oh. Um, I think I meet Filipinos named Dale. I've never met a Filipino named Dale. That's a very Filipino name. Go ahead. So um, I'm, like, so wasted. So I pretty much get in bed and go to sleep. There's a little bit of like making out a little bit, but I was kind of like too drunk to like be nice. So I was like, I need to go to sleep. I'm like ready to pass out, whatever. And so he made like weird comments like, well, we can have sex in the morning when we're both not drunk. He said this? Yeah. And so I was like, well, you're, I probably will kick you out as soon as the sun comes up. Like you did, you told him that? Yeah, but it was like jokey, but jokey, ha ha ha. <laughs> even though I'm like drunk and just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So I fall asleep pretty quickly, and in the morning, you woke up in a bathtub around ice, and your kidneys were gone. <laughs> Have you heard this story before? <laughs> no, close, close though. So I wake oh, up. No. Um, he's like, I hear him like putting his clothes on. So he put his clothes next to my walk-in closet where I have a hamper full of my dirty clothes. Okay. And I hear him like putting his clothes on and I'm like, I just kept my eyes shut. Cause I like, 
<laughs> I didn't want to have any conversation. I was like oh, fake no. sleeping, like <sighs> me, 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 me. Like didn't want to deal with this. So he gets his clothes on and he leaves. Done. It's like gone. I hear the front door close. He's gone. I go back to sleep and I'm a lazy fuck. So like six hours later, I wake up. And when I get up and start walking around my bedroom, my dirty clothes hamper. Okay, I'm a fairly clean person. Like things are in order. I'm not like OCD clean, but everything's in order. So my dirty clothes hamper where his clothes yeah, were right. You're a totally to normal guy who brings homeless people home. That's right. <laughs> this is everybody does this. He wasn't homeless. He was going to sleep. Mike, he's going to sleep in his car. Because he was too drunk to drive home. Oh, okay. So anyway. I kept, I kept thinking he was homeless the whole time. No, 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 no. Not homeless. Oh. Too drunk to drive home. Okay. So, any, well, this he's not a normal person, though. Just wait. So all of my clothes from my clothes hamper, which isn't a lot. I did laundry on Thursday, and this is Friday night. This happened, and then Saturday morning. So, like, two days' worth of clothes, right? In my walk-in closet, all of my laundry was outside of my hamper. So I'm like, what the fuck? So that just made me very suspicious. So I start like putting him back in and I'm looking, no underwear is in my dirty clothes. He stole two pair of underwear from me. Dirty used underwear. How are are you telling me (laughs) that he's not homeless? Joe, he's not homeless. All right. He was just too drunk to drive. Yes. He had a corn cob pipe. (laughs) <laughs> and he kept singing Jimmy Crack Corn, and he stole my underwear, and he ate sardines. I don't think that he was homeless. He didn't look homeless. Oh. He just... Okay. He, he didn't. He just was too drunk to drive home, so he said he was going to sleep in his car. He was sleeping in his car because he was homeless. Maybe, but I don't think so. So, he stole my underwear, and that's that's my story. <laughs> That okay. Now I have an embarrassing question for you that you'll probably edit out. Okay. But would there be a reason for him to like? Was there something erotic about your stolen underwear? No, like, there was. I mean, there were just regular old underwear. No, like semen stains or no, something creepy no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, uh. Nothing creepy. Just regular cut, underwear. Cut, I was gonna buy some off you if they were. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, All right, I'll give you five dollars for each pair. <laughs> well, you'll probably bump into him. See, that's what I think. Like, I go there enough. Do you think he's just never going to go again? Or do you think he thought I wouldn't? Let me ask you this. Let's let's get away from the homeless thing. Do you think maybe he stole your underwear as an erotic thing? Like he has, like, you know, well, he wouldn't fuck me. So I'm going to beat off smelling his underwear. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, either there's That's kind of hot. I wish some. why doesn't anyone steal my underwear? (laughs) I want someone to steal my underwear. You see, this is, this is it. You have, this is the thing you do when you have people who like actually like, you're like, ugh, he stole my underwear. No, 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 no. Hold on. So at first I was like, I want someone to steal my underwear. When I realized it, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. If he's a dude that gets off an underwear, uh, no big deal. But then he stole my fucking underwear. Like those, I paid for those and I wear those and they, one of them was a nice pair of underwear. How fucking cheap are you that you are mad that some guy took a piece of cloth that you used to cover your like shit stained ass. You're like, ugh, I pay for that piece of cloth that covers my like poo and pee front and back. Ew. I would be happy if someone stole my underwear. No. If I'm telling you, I want, look, anybody out there in podcast land, if you want to steal my underwear, just send me a message 
and I will tell you where I live, and you can sneak in and steal my underwear. Thank you. No, see, that's you're, you're pointing out a very big difference and the reason that I'm upset about it. I'm upset because he didn't send me a message, and I gave him permission to come take my underwear. In fact, I put him up for a night, and then he steals from me. That's not okay. He wanted a piece of you, Mike. Um, so I have this cousin, Richard. He's a week younger than I am, and he's gay. And he, he and I have become an old gay married couple, basically. And so we did things that like literally like an old gay married, Mark and Ed would do. (laughs) (laughs) Because by the way, for those of you don't know, Mark and Ed have their own podcast. They're an old gay, I guess, kind of married couple in New Mexico. And the podcast is called It's All About Me. Yeah, they are officially married. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. So Richard and I, we went, the first stop we did, we, we, we went to, uh, the LA Aqueduct, which turned 100 last week, which you would think isn't that big of a deal, but for Los Angeles, it's a big deal because the city of Los Angeles owes its size and everything to the aqueduct. Before it had water, um, it was just nothing, you know? And so once William Mulholland, did perform the rape of the Owens Valley and stole all their water and brought it to Los Angeles in an in, in an amazing engineering feat. Los Angeles was nothing. Now the LA aqueduct where it comes from the Owens Valley down a mountain into LA is usually closed to the public. But for just last weekend, they opened it to the public. So Richard and I went, it was so funny is again, it's such a nerdy, like who would know this kind of thing, by the way, if you're interested, the movie Chinatown is all based on this. Didn't we go see that in Seal Beach together, Mike? No. Oh. Have you seen Chinatown? No. Oh, you should. It's really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, it's such a, like, it's such a nerdy thing. The reason I bring this up is so it was Richard and I are like, okay, we're going to go early to the LA Aqueduct. It's open to the public. So we're heading up there. It's all the way in Silmar, which let me tell you something. This is so funny. My ward, Jose, is in New Mexico, and he comes back this week. But the entire time that he's been my ward, his big dream is that I go to Silmar, where his family's from, and go do like a tour of the sites of Silmar. Okay? And I'm always like, ew, no, Silmar is boring, nothing to do there. Right? And then also... Jose's obsessed with like urban development. Like that's what he wants to do, I think, kind of for a career. So the fact that the we- weekend before he comes back, I go to <laughs> Silmar and go see like this major accomplishment of urban development that's only going to be open one time to the public. Uh, it was amazing. Anyway, so Richard and I are on our way to Silmar right before we get to the aqueduct. There's heavy, heavy, heavy traffic, like standstill traffic. And Richard's like really upset. And he's like, well, we should have come earlier. Everybody's clearly going to the aqueduct. I was like, really, Richard? All these people are so excited about the LA aqueduct being open to the public. He's like, yeah. He's like, LA is a big city. So even if a fraction of them come, it's going to cause us traffic. We get there. There were maybe like eight people there (laughs) at the aqueduct. Did he apologize for saying that? No. He was like, I was wrong. No. But it was really early in the morning. And so I'm all, I need some fucking coffee. I'm all, I was driving. So I go, okay, you are the navigator. Find the nearest Starbucks to go to. And he goes, okay. So we're driving and he goes, okay, I found one. Get off uh, San Fernando Road. I get off there. And then he goes, make a left. And I go, okay. And then he goes, 
now drive 14 blocks? What? To the Starbucks? It was like 14 blocks? <laughs> Meanwhile, you passed six other Starbucks. I know! <laughs> He goes, oh, I know, but I really like this one. It's by, I'm not even joking. It's by Paul's Western Wear. And I've been here before. <laughs> That's where he buys his like ranchero outfits. <laughs> and I was like, ugh. So, well, was it ahead. a good Starbucks? Oh, whatever. No, it wasn't actually. So then after that, I know this is quite the story. We went to, there'll probably be outtakes here. Um, after that, we went to the Pio Pico Ranch in Whittier. What's that? It's this, like, ranch, this park that used to be some guy who used to be the governor of California, of Mexico, in, like, of California when it belonged to Mexico in, like, the 1800s, and it was his house, right? Okay. And I was like, Richard's like, I've always wanted to go there. Luckily, it was, like, really small, so we weren't there that long. But the reason I'm telling you about this is so, like, <laughs> okay, look, okay, let's let's actually face reality here. I just, I'm going to repeat what I said. It is the former home of the Mexican governor of California back when it was uh, owned by Mexico. Okay. It was empty. It's a state park. Like, completely empty. And Richard and I go in. It's like a ghost town. And oh, you mean no people were there? No people were there. It's a state park. So we're walking through this house and reading the, um, like, you know, like, the, oh, this uh, is the room where he yeah. was doing My this. My back hurts just listening to your day. Okay. Like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. So we're, I'm, I'm in a room, and all of a sudden a guy goes, can I help you? And we're like, ah! Right? <laughs> and There's it, no basement at the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good inside reference. Yeah. Um, and it was a park ranger who's like, do you guys have any questions? Like, he was so excited to see people. The Aww. reason I'm bringing him up, super hot. Oh, so you had a lot of questions. I know you. Yes. Oh my oh, God, I know you. Yes, yes, Be- yes. Before this, you were like, let's go. Yes. And then he walks up and you're like, can you tell me about the wood? Yes, uh, yes, In this yes, building? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You're nailing it on the head. Okay. Yeah. So he comes up and he's like, okay. He's like, maybe 28, you know, 29. Super hot. What right? are they wearing? Like A ranger, there... a park ranger uniform. Is there a hat? No hat. But okay. he had like the whole like boots and the olive pants and the tan shirt, state of California emblem on his sleeve. Okay. And Richard, of course, Richard's such a horrible gay person. Like, he's like, no. (laughs) He just walks away, right? And I'm like, you're right, Mike, you so hit the nail on the head. I was like, so tell me about the Adobe in this room. So like, (laughs) and so he's like, oh, and he's answering all these questions, right? And he goes, I go, do you guys give tours? And he goes, not really. He goes, but, and he starts telling me how like nobody, him all, oh, so no one ever comes here. So you're all alone a lot. And he's like, yeah. Must get so lonely. Must get so lonely here. I bet you could do whatever you wanted and no one would ever catch you. And so, <laughs> so, we're, so we're talking and then he's, I'm actually legit. I'm like, Oh, so the, the, this guitar case actually belonged to P.O. Pico. And he's like, yeah. And da, ba, da, ba. he's telling me all the stories. Well, <sighs> these two dumb families show up over Ugh. there and he goes, families ruin everything. I know. And he goes, oh, they go, Oh, are you giving tours? And he looks at me. He's like, Oh, well, I guess I'm like, all right. Well, see you later. I don't want to hang out with families. Right. And I left him there to give a tour. Aww. And I know. I felt bad because then Richard was like, because then Richard was done because the place is really small. He's like, let's go. Yeah. And I was like, I'm leaving my husband behind. (laughs) I might go back on a Wednesday at like three 
when no one's there. And they close at 3.30, so it's enough time to flirt and be like, oh, it's closing time? We should go get a drink. You should. I know, I am. Did you get a gay vibe from him? I got like a neutral. Oh. Like I got like, could be gay, but also could not be gay? I don't know. How many gay men are park rangers? Oh, I feel there's a lot of gay men who are park rangers. I actually know one. Speaking, yeah, thinking, thinking of, of yeah. all the like, every time you go on Grinder, every goddamn fucking person wants to go on a hike. Yeah, <laughs> that could be a California thing, but like every fucking person loves hiking on Grinder. Yeah. So, um, after that, we went to IKEA. I don't know. We're trying to buy a table, and so we were there, and then we were. He was checking out kitchen tables. So we're sitting down at the kitchen table. So then there's like older Mexican man walks up to us, and he goes, "Um, he's really polite." He goes, "How long have you been sitting here?" I'm like, I don't know, five minutes. And he goes, hmm, I've been here for three hours picking out different furniture and writing the item numbers in this catalog. And then I walked away from my cart for a second and somebody stole it. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And he goes, yeah. So those fuckers mess with the wrong man. And then the, <laughs> the old cholo came out. He's like, if I found out the fuckers who did this, I'm going to fuck them up. And he got, he got like, then, you know, doing that thing like old time where he's punching his fist into his other hand. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go find that fucking catalog and fuck those people up. They was the wrong motherfucking Mexican. <laughs> and then he started walking around like the dining room area, looking at people's catalogs. <laughs> and Richard was like, let's go. He was like, in Ikea. In Ikea. And Richard's like, let's go. He's like, I don't know what it is with you. You attract these yeah. kinds of people. And I was like, and then afterward, he, this uh, Cholo guy is going to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> And like get angry at somebody there. I know, I know. So anyway, that was my Saturday with Richard. Have we ever told a story about one time Mike and I? This is, and I'm going to tie this back in. But this shows that you're no fun, and it ties in with everything. The theme of this podcast is the this about the time that you tr- um wanted to have sex with the the mentally handicapped guy that worked at yeah, Walmart. Yeah, that's exactly the story I'm talking about. Okay. One time Mike and I were at a burger place and there was this um mentally challenged man. Okay, which, wait, wait, wait. Did you know he was mentally challenged at first? Yes. Yes, I you did. did? Because, yes, because you well, this is why, I'll tell you. Because I could see him, you couldn't see him. You were facing away from him. <laughs> but but he was like he was eating he was eating like a mentally challenged person. He was like putting French fries in his mouth and then like pulling them out. Yeah, and like and like open like eating with his mouth open, but not like in a like in like in an exaggerated like kind of way, you know? And staring at us the entire time, right? Like staring at us. And then eventually he walked up to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it was you were making like faces and like telling me I had to look at him. Okay. So I was like looking at him. So it was like maybe signaling to him that we wanted to talk to him. Yeah. So then he walks over to us and he asks us straight up, are you guys gay or something like that? And we're like, yeah. And then he, he straight up, I think this is where you and I differ on the story, but the way I remember it, he straight up says, I will blow you guys in the parking lot. Right now. <laughs> he did not say that. He did. He said, we will go to the parking lot right now, and if you want, I'll blow you. Joey, no, he did not. He, yes. he, he's, he like started talking about maybe his own like 
dating life or something and it was like bizarre no 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 you see you're forgetting this because i was so mad at you that day because oh the part i haven't told you is even though he was mentally challenged he was good looking would you say he was good looking for a mentally challenged person he was good looking if somebody would wipe the slobber off of his lips yes okay and he was like i will take both of you to your car right now and i will blow each of you and i was like mike let's fucking do this and you were like (laughs) I don't know. I got to get back. You know, and I was like, what? No, I would remember if he said that. No, he did. And then remember I said, like, he goes, I pushed the carts at Walmart. And I was like, I'm going to go back and find him and get my blowjob that I deserve. I think that the story was we think that we could have got a blowjob out of him. But maybe I was the one that shit all over it. But. I said, like, we should go. And then you joked about going back to see him because he told us where he worked. He, like, collects carts at Walmart. But it wasn't – he was saying, no, please come find me and I will blow you guys. You're not remembering this correctly. I don't know if I'm the one that's not remembering. And so look, and so now I know there's a pattern with you where, one, you turn down free sex. And I turn down conversation with a straight guy that's going to go nowhere anyway. Yeah, but this, this meant, that's what you just, you know what it is? You have to learn to say yes to life. Okay. I'll try that this week. So anyway, I went to go see, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday. Oh yeah, you said you were going to. I went to go see it with, I'm gonna, before I get to the stories that are actually pre-taping, um, Rachel Maddow was fine. She didn't do anything obnoxious. I don't know, have you seen the episode yet? No, it's on the DVR though. Okay. It's a fine episode. She's fine. Whatever. Oh, you, oh is it on DVR? If you yeah. look carefully did, during the audio shot. Did you catcall or anything? No. but You th- should have like yelled my name or something so that we could have communicated over the TV. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. um, anyway, if you, uh, we had really good seats because they were VIP seats because mm-hmm. I'm a very important person. Right. So if when they do the audience shot, you have to like pause it and look for me, but you can see me. I, okay. I've already done it. It would be funny if you, like, laughed really loud at a, one of his jokes that were not funny. Girl, th- th- we should have it already that. happened. We should have decided that beforehand. Next time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, but the, the stories I have have to do with being in line. So, my friend Noel and Logan, I went with them. And Noel is friends with a person who works on the show. And she left an iTunes review. She left a very nice iTunes Thanks, review. Thanks, Noel. Yeah. And in fact, they listened to the show and they were, oh. we went to dinner afterwards and they were like, okay, well, we're going to hear the shit you're going to talk on us on the podcast. And I was like, don't, what are you talking about? Okay. Anyway, forget this. <laughs> so here it is. So we show up to this real time with Bill Maher, right? It's me, Logan, Noel, and this girl, Lydia. CBS Studios, right? CBS Studios right there on uh, Fairfax. This girl, Lydia, me, I don't really know Lydia very well. And Logan, Noel. Are Logan and Noel are married? They're married to each other, yes. Okay. So Noel shows up with this giant, like, Mike, the purse is so giant, right? And I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't know. Should I? You know, we're starting to do the check-in. They're going through security. She goes, I don't know. Should I check in? Should I put it back in the car? Or not? Logan's like, no, don't put it in the car. And I was like, ew, why does Logan care if she has her purse with her, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then I find out. Uh, she's like, oh, okay, uh, ask. I'm like, what? And she goes, uh, Logan needs to have constantly have like snacks, you know, at all times. 
right? And I was like, what? I mean, we're going to dinner after this. And yeah. she goes, he can't go. I'm, is he diabetic or something? Is this a real thing? Because you're an expert in diabetes. But I was assuming like this, maybe some diabetics need like food at all times handy. Sure. She's like, no. He just gets hungry. And I was like, what? And so we'd be sitting in the, in the audience. He'd be like, mm, I want a salami now. And she'd no. pull like a giant, like salami out of the bag. Shut up. And no. I was like, what is going on here? And like this big giant production of like a picnic going on in real time with Bill Maher. <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. Okay. So here's another story. Okay. So when you so see, you had to, in VIP line even, you have to sit in the line for a little bit, not as long as everybody else, but for a little bit. And we were sitting in the line, and um, Logan and Noel were like, oh, we're going to go to the bathroom now. It was just before we had to, because you can't go really when you're in the studio. So they got up to leave. And so it's, now it's just me and this Lydia, who I don't even really know. Mm-hmm. Right? And they, as soon as they walk away, I'm like, oh, so how's uh, I heard you're married? You know? And she goes, well, I haven't really told Logan and Noel this, but um, I'm getting divorced. <gasps> And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's really tough because uh, we have a kid and uh, we're still staying in the same house, but I really can't stand. And then like Logan Noel would come back and be like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I was like, I was like, I had this like shocked look on my face the whole time. And then Logan Noel would be like, oh, we have to go to the car to, to call the babysitter or something like that, right? And then they'd leave and she'd be like, so anyway, um, I don't know, every night I just you know, look at him and I want to strangle him to death. You know, I just can't stand being next to him at any time in the day. Like, I just hate, hey, Noel, what's going on? Oh, can I have some salami? And, like, I always had this horrified look on my face because of this uh, drama she would drop on me as soon as they walked away. It was horrible. So you know all about her drama. Did she ever tell them that night or no? Well, she, well if she didn't, they're finding out right now. <laughs> well. I, I wrestled with this about what to talk about, but I, that's the story. Um, so speaking of, um, going back to work, I have somebody who did not go back to work tomorrow. I have somebody who has a permanent vacation. Listen to this story. A lot of stories about my car today, but, um, many moons ago, the passenger side mirror on my car, um, broke like the mounting, the mounting broke. Okay. And my car's really old. Like in the next year, I'm going to get a new car in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did some research and to get a new mount for the mirror was like just the part alone was $300. It didn't include the labor. Right. And your and car I, is worth like 250 Exactly. So I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not going to yeah. pay $300 for a piece of shit car to get a new mirror. So, but the, so I was, I'm like, this is so ghetto. I had such a hoopty for almost a year. Mm-hmm. It was duct taped <laughs> onto my car, right? Uh-huh. But finally, getting in, the guy who lives up the, up the street from my parents owns his own um, auto shop, and he's really honest, at least with me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I took for an oil change. I took the car for an, oh, that's a whole other story. And so when I was getting the oil change the next day, I'm like, I, thought, I just kind of kind of say like, hey, this mirror or something, right? And he goes, Oh, I'll tell you what. I have an old beat-up Honda in the back. I'll switch up the mirror. I'll charge you a hundred bucks. And I was like, yeah, right. Okay. So he switches out the mirror. So now, oh, here's what you don't know: because of the duct tape on the car, uh-huh. I, I this is not a joke. I had not had a car wash, <laughs> and not even joking, since like 2012. 
Was it like a different color under the tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my car looked like I had driven through the Sahara. Like, it looked horrible. You couldn't do anything because I couldn't take – and you hear the funny thing. I'm like, um, I couldn't take it for a car wash. It had duct tape on the mirror, right? And like everyone was always like, wash it yourself. <laughs> I was like, ugh, not an option. So anyway, so finally now I have this new mirror. I can take it to get a car wash, right? Mm-hmm. So I drive to this um, drive through car wash right by my parents' house. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I can tell you – let me tell you how long it's been since I got a car wash. Have you have you been to one of those? Like you drive it through yourself? Yeah. Sure. Apparently I have it. So I went in, I paid for it, and I put the little code in the machine, and you know the light comes on and says green, you keep driving, and then it tells you when to stop. Yeah. But I swear to you the machine wasn't working with me because then it turned green again. So I kept driving. <laughs> and it went like, <laughs> and it went like neat, 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 neat. And I was like, oh, I said stop. Yeah. And then the machine turned on and it only washed a second, <laughs> like the back half of my car. <laughs> Joe. So, so I drive out of the car wash. I get out. The back half of my car is perfectly clean. <laughs> the front half looks super dirty. I should have taken a picture. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking this is funny about how stupid I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I park my car and I go to like the gas station attendant. It's a woman. Her name is Maybes. Okay. Okay. And I say, I wait my turn and I go to the girl. I go, Hey, listen, you know, I just went through the car wash. Excuse me, maybes? Yeah. Excuse me, maybes? Um, she's a Mexican girl. And I go, I just went through the car wash and I'm silly and I didn't, I don't know what's going on with me and I didn't do it right. And she goes, What are you stupid? You don't know how to go through a car wash? She did not call you stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I go, I go, you know, to be honest with you, I, um, uh, cause my mom was with me. I went up, uh-huh. and I, was, I picked her, we went to, the, the, we took care of, we went errands together that day. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was outside with the car and she goes, that lady came in here yesterday and she didn't know how to use the car wash and like, you don't know how to use the car wash. I don't know what's wrong with you people. What are you stupid? Who don't know how to use a car wash? And so finally I go, excuse me, I have not been rude to you. I have not been mean to you. I've only been nice to you. In fact, I've even said it's my fault. You know, I don't understand why you're being aggressive with me. And she goes, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. You got to deal with my manager. And she like turned around and wouldn't look at me. Right. (laughs) So then I leave. Right. And I, the manager comes out, the manager waddles out of her office Mm -hmm. and she goes, I saw you, you didn't follow the directions. And I was like, okay. And she, and by the way, she's standing next to me at my car. Once again, back half clean, front half dirty. She goes, I'll put you again through this time. And I was like, really? This time? That's yeah. all you wanted. Yeah, exactly. This is a thing I do. <laughs> I drive <laughs> two car washes and get it half washed so I can go in again. It's right? a scam. Yeah. yeah. It's this whole scam I'm running. <laughs> and so anyway, but I go, Hey, listen, thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. I go, but, uh, you need to talk to maybes there in the, in the thing. She was really rude to me. She goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to her. Meanwhile, I knew she wasn't going to talk to her, that she's friends with maybes. Right. You know, they go to the local TGI Fridays later and make fun of all of us <laughs> for not going through the car wash right. Right. So then she puts me through and then I just think about it. Right. I keep I, on the way back to my parents' house. I think about it and I'm like, that's 
That's you don't. I wasn't mean to her. I was never mad. I never thought it was her fault. I was always nice to her, and she yelled at me. Like I'm not even doing it correctly. She was like, like who says what are you stupid to a customer? Yeah, that's not okay. Right? So I'm like, you know what? That bitch messed with the wrong gay guy because I was like, um, I'm not gonna stop here. So I call the gas station back. I talk to the manager. I go, Hey, you're really nice. And she goes, thank you. I go, uh, can I talk to, can I get the number to your owner? Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh, he doesn't let us give the number out. Can I have your name and number? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's all right. Right. Uh-huh. So then once again, mess with the wrong person. <laughs> Why do I go online and email the president of the shell corporation? Okay. <laughs> and tell them what happened. All right. And did you get a response yet? Two days later, the <laughs> owner of the gas station calls me. Good. And he was really nice, actually. And he tells me, asked me what happened. I tell him, and he tells me, you know, we pride ourselves on our customer service. And if this person, he knew who she was, if she can't be good to the customers, maybe she shouldn't work there. He didn't say he was going to fire her, but it, he made it yeah. sound like he was going to fire her. And sure. I was like, you know what? I even told my mom that day, even if the manager tells her that I was pissed and I was looking for the owner, even if she's scared to, you know, if I got the shit scared out of her that day, that was worth it. Sure. Right? Now, if she got her ass fired, that's fine, too. Yeah, I mean, th- then maybe in her next job, she won't call people stupid. I know. You know? Maybe you taught her a good lesson. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, there we go. Thanks a lot, maybes. <laughs> What a weird name, maybe. Maybe she shouldn't work there. <laughs> maybe you stupid or something. <laughs> maybe you just, what, what are you stupid? You can't work it up. You can't work it up. Which, here's the sad part. She's kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she knew your mom did the same thing. Well, no, my mom's version of the story is very different. <laughs> my mom said the woman kept insisting that my mom didn't know how to use the code on the thing. And then she had to go out there and do it for my mom. Apparently, the Batanzas don't know how to use automatic car washes. <laughs> well, you don't ever wash your car, so that makes sense. Well, now it's lickety clean. Lickety clean. to do it for this episode of the best of catching up volume one like i said at the top of the show if you have ideas for what should be should constitute some of your favorite stories for the best of catching up uh go ahead and go over to the afterthought media discord server go to the catching up channel and share your favorite catching up moments maybe drew brooks will bless you by putting your story in the mix uh, catch it. This is going to be doing it every week for the next eight weeks over the hiatus. And then, uh, I'm ad-libbing this. So we'll see you guys next time, uh, right here on the best of catching up. <laughs>